We are of storytelling people. I know we've said that before, but I want to make sure you really realize we are of storytelling people. Years ago, before things were written down, people would tell stories. Children's bedtimes, around dinner tables, you know, before there was TV or Xbox or Instagram. They told stories before there were Kindles or these things called libraries that nobody frequents anymore. There were these things called stories. And people would pass them down at feasts and festivals. People would pass those stories down year after year, time after time. People heard these stories, and when they grew up, they told their kids these same stories. And that's how traditions were passed down. That's how knowledge was passed down, until eventually people got to the point where they began to be able to write things down. And that was a new way to preserve our traditions, our history, our our heritage. Eve and Adam, this story is not the first of stories passed down, nor were they the last to tell stories. Jesus himself was known for telling stories. We call them parables, but he would tell these memorable stories that people would be able to recall and that they could relate to at times. Some of them baffled people, but they were stories that they could recall, stories that had a purpose, a meaning, something that they could learn from, could take away. It was a way of learning. Throughout our Bibles, various sections are like that. Stories that help us tell a story, that help us remember a lesson learned. Some of them are not stories that we necessarily can relate to physically, but yet the imagery of them is so powerful that we can even imagine and visualize what it looks like. For the book of Jonah... None of us have been in the belly of a large fish, yet we can have this vivid image of what it would be like having a man sitting inside the belly of a large fish for three days before he's vomited upon the dry land. It literally says that in your Jonah. He's vomited upon the dry land. It's the kid's favorite part of the story whenever I tell it. But we get these imageries, these stories, and they're so vivid and they're told so well that they stay with us, that we're able to retell them. We are of storytelling people. Eve, the whole creation story, all of the earth, Adam and Eve, it doesn't matter which of the two creation stories in Genesis there you're referring to, both are stories. Explaining to us how creation came into existence, how humanity itself began. It's easier for us to be able to understand these things if there's a story attached. (coughs) Stories are easier than the technical details of how God would have formed from dust a human being with all that it goes into Making. We couldn't understand all the details in making a human. 
But we can understand, we have that imagery of somebody being able to make from dust, from dirt, and breathe life into the lungs and there being life. First thing we do when we come to life is what? We take a breath. And we're alive. Eve is a story telling us about how we all began. It's our shared story. And now, depending on the translation, and depending on which one of those creation stories you're looking at, it can tell you that we were created to be helpers. Not just Eve to Adam or Adam to Eve, but we as human beings were created to help one another. We were created to care for this earth and to take care of one another. That is our whole purpose in being according to the story of Eve. Now, there are bits of the story that I think are, are simply the catch-all for gaps. You know how uh, whenever you were young and, and immature in your Christianity, people would want to debate you. Oh, yeah, well, if there really is a God, then what about this? Or what about that? And you would kind of fill in the gaps with God, like the God of the gaps. I think Eve's story is kind of that for us. People were telling the story of how humanity started, on how humanity began. And Eve began to get the catch-all for all the unanswered questions. You know, why, why are we tempted people? Because of Eve. Why, why do people have to die? Cuss of Eve. Why, why do we have to wear clothes? Cuss of Eve. Everything is because of Eve. We have this story that really, when you think about it, doesn't fully make sense. But yet we continue to pass it on and we don't think twice about it. Okay, so I'm going to take a few examples here. Nudity, for example. It really is a cultural thing as to how clothed you are. If your culture says your hair should not be shown, you have some story, some reason behind why that's so. If your ankles shouldn't be shown, if your toes shouldn't, there's a story behind it. If your wrists shouldn't, there's a story behind why. Nobody can tell me, especially after having three kids, that each went through that toddler stage where they proudly sported their nudity around our house, that when we are born, we are ashamed of our bodies. We are not born ashamed of our bodies. This is part of the story that Eve gets blamed for. And just because we can't communicate with other species of animals does not mean that their childbirth is painless. I don't know why in the world people will sit there and say, we're the only species that endures any pain through childbirth. How do you know that? Are you Dr. Doolittle and you can magically, you know, understand all the animals? No. And I don't necessarily think that childbirth and laboring pains are something that we want to be numbed. 
And this is coming from somebody that two of the three of mine had no medication whatsoever. I don't think we need every experience to be numbed in our lives. Some things have powerful meaning, and it doesn't mean that they're pleasant to experience, but it doesn't mean that they should be numbed or that we should create some fantasy story as to why it's painful. They're hard to answer questions, and I can imagine both adults and children alike hearing these stories of how we were created and sitting there and saying, how come we have to die? Everything dies. There's life. There's death. They don't ask why the giraffe has to die. They ask, selfishly, why do we? Why are we the only ones tempted? The animal world doesn't seem to be tempted. Why do we have the knowledge automatically instilled in us between good and bad, right and wrong, good versus evil? All of these questions that people don't know how to answer are all thrown into the story of Eve. People are creative in their storytelling. Um, I did not warn her that I was going to tell this story. Um, and don't worry, Taylor, it's not about you. She's in the back room shaking her head. Um, sorry, Mom, it is about you. Um, <laughs> We are creative people. Um, We can tell some pretty amazing stories, especially when people start asking questions. So when people long ago started asking these questions in the story of how humanity began, I can imagine people just adding to the story and adding it creatively enough to where the people listening weren't asking any more questions. When I was little, My brother and I, we wanted a dog. And we would ask mom time and time again, can we get a dog? Can we get a dog? And time and time again, with the most serious face that that woman can put on, she would say the moment Blue Cross Blue Shield accepts pets under our insurance, we can go out and get a dog. Every month when that envelope came in the mail, we would run into the house with it and we would say, open it, open it. Is this the month? Can we go get a dog? And as calm and collected as she could, she would read that letter. I'm sorry, there's nothing about pets this month. I don't want to tell you how old I was before I realized we were never going to get a dog. We are creative, storytelling people. I don't know what she would have done if Blue Cross had actually started covering pets. (laughs) I guess we would have gotten a dog. But the story of Eve is the story of us. That story continues. That story of humanity, of where we have been and where we are going. It doesn't stop right there at creation. It doesn't stop after Jesus is with us. It continues today. And this continues to be our story today. The fictional or the 
are, are the, what's real. But just because Eve is fictional, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, you can, you can have your opinion. We're all entitled. And mine might change two hours from now. But right now, Eve is fictional in my mind. Eve is the story of humanity. I really doubt that there was just one man and one woman. How else would their children have found anyone to marry? There there's still a lot we can learn from fictional characters and from stories that aren't necessarily factually true. Everything that Steve, that Eve was able to accomplish all of those firsts is something that even in a fictional character is something pretty impressive to think about. As a woman, I sit there and I look at Eve and I think she was the first woman, according to this story, ever to walk on the earth, ever to live on the earth. She was the first wife, the first mother to experience those child pains. She was the first seamstress, even though it was fig leaves. Still, the first seamstress. She was the first person ever tempted. She was the first person ever having a child who was a murderer. She was the first person to receive the divine prophecy of the cross. Your bulletin cover has a picture of Eve and Mary, the mother of Jesus. You can see Mary's foot stomping the head of that snake. Eve had all of those firsts. She paved the way and made things possible when it looked when she had nothing to go on. She didn't have examples and role models in the story before her, and yet she continued on and she paved the way. And that's something inspiring. That's something that should make us remember that even when we haven't seen things done before, it doesn't mean that they're impossible. It doesn't mean that they can't happen. And on a random side note, the more I looked up things on Eve this week, the more I did not realize that she apparently is considered the most beautiful woman who was ever created. Created directly from God as sheer perfection. Um, No one throughout history, it says, ever thought that they compared to the beauty of Eve. And you can look back through different people that you, you think, oh, well, this person was known for their beauty, this one for their grace, all of this. There'll be big write ups on how beautiful and flawless they were, but yet, uh, and how they were better than all these other people, but yet their beauty could never compare to Eve's. I never thought of Eve as being that beautiful. I, I guess I just pictured her as a woman, right? Everyday woman. Apparently, she was beautiful. So, uh, I guess if you have a story written about you, you can be whatever you want. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, I want to think that she is this beauty that gives life to all, the mother of all that is living. That's pretty powerful. The power, the strength, the confidence that this story tells inspires us to be able to go out and do the same 
We were created to be helpers. Helpers for the earth and helpers for those around us. So let's go out and let's help others. Even if they need help that doesn't look like something we've seen before. Even if it looks like something that is quirky or weird or might not work. You never know until you try it. And people are worth investing in, especially when that's what we were created to do. So let's take care of our earth, and let's take care and help each other, but also allow others to help us because that's what they were created to do. Amen? Amen.